0: Hello, and welcome back to the third episode of Perspectives, a podcast where we explore geopolitical perspectives on today's challenges. In this episode, we will examine the geopolitical situation between Taiwan and mainland China. Both these players consider themselves the rightful representatives of China after a decades-long civil war that took place during the first half of the 20th century and opposed the ruling Nationalist Party to the forces of the Chinese Communist Party. This war ended with communist control of mainland China, today called the People's Republic of China, and the nationalists controlling Taiwan, or the Republic of China. To discuss cross-strait relations with us today is guest Bonnie Glazer, host of the China Global podcast and director of the Asia program at the German Marshall Fund of the United States. Here is the conversation that she and I had. Bonnie, thank you very much for coming on. I'll get right into it. So why is mainland China so committed to controlling Taiwan? Is this a question of national unity or a central political conflict that the Communist Party wants to claim full victory over through the pretense of national unity?
1: Well, I believe that China views Taiwan uh, both as a question of national unity and a political conflict. Uh, Beijing argues that it won the Civil War in 1949, uh, that the Chinese Communist Party defeated uh, Chiang Kai-shek and uh, the nationalists. Um, The Chinese certainly argue that Taiwan has always been part of China, which uh, is disputable. Um, There were periods in history that Taiwan was uh, part of China. For example, uh, Taiwan was ruled as part of Fujian uh, province when uh, the Manchus were in in power in the Qing dynasty. Uh, But there's heated debate about what transpired after the subsequent period of uh, Japanese rule. Uh, I think with the return of Hong Kong to China, Taiwan is the the only piece that remains to be integrated into what the Chinese call the mother country. Uh, so that is also uh, part of their their thinking um, and, and Taiwan's existence uh, remains a symbol of Chinese weakness because they believe that if not for US intervention and involvement, uh, the PRC would have taken over Taiwan a long time ago. So they continue to believe Taiwan is rightfully uh, theirs. And uh, Xi Jinping in some of his speeches has hinted that national rejuvenation uh, is linked to reunification with Taiwan uh, rejuvenation now having the goal of, uh, achievement in, uh, in the mid, uh, 21st century. And, uh, so I think that has also, uh, been a factor in how the Chinese think about national unity, national rejuvenation. It's always been a goal of China for every Chinese leader. Uh, but now. It has a, a, a deadline or at least an aspired an, an goal by which it, it should be achieved in, in uh, 2049 and, and unification is in some way loosely tied to achieving that goal.
0: Right. So why is Taiwan of strategic importance to the United States? Because even though the U.S. switched diplomatic recognition from the Republic of China to the People's Republic of China in 1979, it has since then increased its military ties with Taiwan. How is this geopolitical situation approached by the United States?
1: Well, I think your question needs to be unpacked a little bit. Uh, I would say that U.S. interests uh, are first and foremost uh, in a peaceful resolution of, of differences between China and Taiwan and preserving peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. So um, I, I would put that as the top priority, not uh, uh, not just uh, keeping Taiwan uh, as an autonomous entity. You know, the United States doesn't support Uh, Taiwan's independence and, in fact, uh, has never uh, said that it takes a clear position on uh, who has sovereignty over Taiwan, either Taiwan or the PRC. Uh, The U.S. contends that this remains an unsettled uh, piece uh, of, uh, of history. Um, particularly after the uh, San Francisco Peace Treaty was uh, was signed in the early 1950s. Uh, so uh, that that again is, is disputed. But Taiwan matters to the United States for many reasons. It's a vibrant democracy of almost 24 million people. It's the only Chinese democracy in the world and therefore really does serve as an example for the Chinese people living on uh, the mainland as as an alternative form of government. Um, uh, Taiwan is the ninth largest trading partner of the United States today. Uh, It sits at the center of the first island chain. So regarding the strategic importance of the first island chain, extends uh, from uh, Japan uh, through Taiwan and the Philippines down uh, into uh, Indonesia. And uh, so it is uh, strategically important, particularly to Japan. And uh, Japan's closest island uh, to Taiwan is uh, Yonaguni. And because the United States has an alliance with Japan, um, I think that the strategic importance of Taiwan is even greater to Japan than it is to the United States. But we share that uh, that interest in common. Um, and of course, Taiwan is home to the most advanced semiconductor fab capabilities in the world. And, and so that's another strategic element of Taiwan's importance uh, to the United States, uh, but also to to other countries. Uh, but uh, so- the... the I was gonna say something about the expansion of military ties uh, that the United States has had with Taiwan. And from my perspective, that is a direct consequence of the growing PRC military threat. Uh, The United States had the intention in 1982 of reducing the volume of arms sales to Taiwan uh, and capping the quality of arms sales sold to Taiwan. Uh, But the shift of the PRC away from relying primarily on peaceful means uh, to achieving unification, to using coercion and potentially use of force, I think led the U.S. to uh, abandon that uh, commitment. Um, The the PLA really, beginning in the 1990s, made seizing uh, and controlling Taiwan its top mission. And as the PLA has made strides toward achieving that goal, I think the United States has felt compelled to work more closely with Taiwan's military uh, to ensure, again, that deterrence holds.
0: So does that put Taiwan at the front lines of a new Cold War?
1: Well, Taiwan has been impacted by the ups and downs of U.S.-China relations for decades. And I think certainly currently uh, this particularly intense phase of US-China relations um, is affecting uh, Taiwan. That's not surprising. Uh, It's also affecting many other countries in the world who feel like they are being sandwiched between the United States and and China and that their interests are being affected by the intensifying competition. The focus, I think, though, on US China relations um, and its impact on Taiwan, while important, uh, still shouldn't be overstated. Uh, From my perspective, what's more important is the changes in Taiwan regarding people's perceptions of their identity uh, and their attitudes toward the kind of relationship they want to have with China. And public opinion polls today uh, show that uh, concerning identity, over 63% of people consider themselves Taiwanese. Over 31% consider themselves to be both Taiwanese and Chinese. Only 2.7% consider themselves to be Chinese only. And that shapes, I think, in uh, democratic Taiwan, their uh, their policies toward, uh, toward China. And on the question of whether China should unify with Taiwan, um, polls show that uh, those who think China should move toward unification uh, uh, or unify or maintain the status quo have changed a lot you know, over time. The percentage of people um, that support Taiwanese independence immediately or eventually today stands at over 31%. Um, those who support unification immediately or eventually is just under 7.5%. So I think that that's an important element of, uh, of, of this competition. I'd also note that uh, the Chinese continue to insist on one country, two systems as the basis for unification, and Taiwan has rejected that. So in other words, uh, China-Taiwan dynamics really need to be understood first right. before examining the impact of U.S.-China competition on Taiwan.
0: So what does past and present uh, tension between Taiwan and mainland China tell us about what might happen in the future?
1: Well, friction um, uh, between uh, China and Taiwan, I think, is likely to continue in the future and take many forms. Uh, We will see greater Chinese pressure on Taiwan. We already do in the form of uh, disinformation, in the form of cyber attacks, economic pressure, and uh, military coercion, all of these uh, are going on. In fact, I think you can argue that the civil war really never ended. It has just taken on new forms. And I expect that this will continue into the future. Uh, uh, Perhaps eventually the Chinese will opt to try to resolve uh, their differences with Taiwan through use of force. But I believe that they have a very expansive toolbox of things that they can use to put pressure on Taiwan to try and undermine the confidence of the uh, Taiwanese people in their government um, and uh, eventually get them to believe that they have no choice other than to unify with uh, with China. So I think the goal is really to win without fighting.
0: So if it were to come to a fight, can Taiwan hope to survive a Chinese invasion, and how would China's control over Taiwan change the region's geopolitical landscape?
1: It isn't easy uh, to seize and control an island, and Taiwan has significant air defenses and um, offensive strike platforms. Uh, so, 100 miles of water really does make a difference, um, and uh, and 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 Taiwan can attack. PLA landing craft. Um, It also has offensive uh, strike weapons that it can use to degrade China's ability to launch a campaign um, against uh, Taiwan. So I think it's also um, uh, not likely that China could achieve any degree of surprise. So Taiwan and US will probably have some advance warning of an attack. Uh, the geography of Taiwan is very inhospitable for invasion. Only about 10 percent of its coastline is suitable for an amphibious landing. Um, I believe that China would probably have to take control of one or more of Taiwan's major ports um, in order uh, to actually be able to move a large number of forces uh, to the island. I think U.S. intervention in the event of a Chinese invasion is is a certainty as well and that's something that i think the pla has always had to take into account and in fact has taken into account and as it has built this uh, massive inventory of anti-access area denial capabilities
0: so you think that if this were to happen in the next few years uh the biden administration would uh intervene militarily
1: I have no doubt that the United States would respond uh, to any use of force by China against Taiwan. And the form of that response would depend on the circumstances. Uh, a full-scale invasion is the worst case scenario. Um, and I believe it would very likely lead to a U.S.-China war. Um, it might be a different story if China decided to seize the outer islands of uh, Jiman and Mazu um or uh, the pratas islands for example in uh in this in the south china sea uh it might be more difficult for the united states to stop that from uh from happening so th- there are different uh different contingencies that have to be taken into consideration but i think there is no doubt that the biden administration would respond to any use of force by china against taiwan
0: So you mentioned the importance of Taiwan to Japan. Do you think that Japan would act militarily or in any other type of way?
1: Well, first, uh, Japan would not act alone. So it would only act if the United States were engaged and involved in the war. Uh, I think that Japan would probably play a role of providing uh, logistical support. Um, It would allow the United States access, of course, to bases, hospitals, other facilities in Japan, um, and would probably help with uh, resupply operations. I doubt we would see Japanese uh, soldiers uh, fighting in the front line. Um, However, it is clear from statements uh, being made by Japanese officials today that uh, Japan sees itself as having a very high stake in Taiwan's security. And over a period of time, uh, Japan and the United States probably will engage more in contingency planning, in exercises together to send signals to China that they might jointly intervene. Uh, And uh, I think that Japan and the US will develop greater interoperability, which will be an important signal as well. Um, and if Japan's relations with China sour further, uh, then we might see even more explicit actions and statements uh, by Japan regarding its involvement in, uh, in such a contingency. But I believe that the Japanese um, see their interests to some extent as served by strategic ambiguity, similar to the United States, of not saying clearly uh, what they would do in the event of a Chinese uh, attack on Taiwan.
0: So earlier you mentioned semiconductors, and I wanted to get back to that because uh, semiconductors are also a major part of this issue as much of the world relies on Taiwan being at peace to provide them with, with semiconductors. Does this make cross-strait relations one of the vital aspects of the globalized economy?
1: Well, it's certainly true uh, that the whole world relies on uh, Taiwan, which accounts for about, I think, 60% of total global foundry revenue in semiconductor uh, production, and particularly uh, TSMC, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Uh, And it's not only the 60% that's important, but also that the most advanced chips uh, are produced in Taiwan and TSMC is building uh, a foundry in the United States, but it will not produce the most advanced uh, chips, the three nanometer chips that uh, TSMC is now moving to. So that will be, a, as I understand it, a five nanometer chip uh, capability of a plant um, in Arizona. Uh, so, um, even if there's some production that will take place in the U.S. and elsewhere, uh, the most advanced production and the vast majority of that production will remain in Taiwan. And I do believe that the preservation of peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait is crucial uh, for the global economy and that countries uh, around the world have a stake in preventing war. So some people have argued that Taiwan's dominance of semiconductor manufacturing poses risks for the United States and for other countries. But I would turn it around and uh, say that this is a factor that is likely to persuade countries to step up to strengthen deterrence. Um, And so therefore, it's a positive factor. Uh, that countries around the world increasingly recognize that uh, Taiwan uh, is is important and therefore more willing to speak out uh, against the potential uh, uh, use of force uh, by China. And we've recently seen mention of the importance of preserving peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait In the statements that President Biden signed with Japanese Prime Minister Suga, with Korean President Moon, and then subsequently when uh, President Biden visited Europe, Uh, Language pertaining to Taiwan was included in the G7 communique, uh, the NATO uh, communique and the joint statement between the European Union and the U.S. And I think semiconductors um, are one of the reasons, not the only one, but certainly one of the reasons that we see countries willing uh, to speak out um, uh, in and emphasize the importance of preserving uh, uh, peace uh, in, that, in that very uh, critical uh, relationship.
0: Uh, well, Miss Glazer, thank you very much uh, for your wonderful responses and for agreeing to come on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you very much for listening. This has been episode three of Perspectives with guest Bonnie Glazer and host Josh Hillman. Please stay tuned for upcoming episodes.